gives me great pleasure to welcome on two men on the run two special very special guests Anna Bracegirdle 2018 Snowdonia marathon winner she won the Manchester marathon in 2021 her beloved Gary Priestley uh, also a GB athlete mountain runner and um, I've got two charming gifts for you both uh, for Anna I've got your book here of 200 cocktails we've been been researching your interests there you go dear thank you very much and a sports trivia quiz book here for the one and only Mr Priestley who is thank you very much absolutely sports mad sports mad yeah and a couple of wonderful beers there from um, that particular brewery which we won't mention because they've upped their prices Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's start this 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 particular episode. Matthew, you've got you've been doing your research. Where would you like to start this? Well, I'm always the one to, to do some research. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, interviewing two guests and two different two different stories, and obviously merge at some point in there. But um, you know, let's, let's start with 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 Anna. Um, obviously some great success these, these last couple of years, but, but where does that sort of story sort of begin? Um, obviously from Anglesey originally. Um, I know we, we sat um, in, a, in a mad taxi journey um, that we, we managed to make out alive, uh, myself <laughs> and, uh, and Gary and, and my yeah. girlfriend Lucy um, over in, in Seville. Um, and you're telling us how you, you, you know, you prefer that, that, I suppose, coming from the, the hills and the mountains and stuff like that, those, those courses with a little bit more sort of challenging than the, uh, the flat courses of Manchester. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about, about how you got into your running. And... Um, I think I've always, our family is a very active family, so I've always been running or cycling and having a, my mum was a PE teacher, so it's always been in us to be very active. And then I've never really thought of running as kind of running on its own. It's just like exercising, being active. So it's I've always been like that. Um, and then through school, I did a bit of running and no one wanted to run the long distances. So I was the only, the, always the one that was doing the 1500 meters, which at the time seemed like a long distance, but to me now it's like a sprint. Um, and then it carried on from there. And then at U, I joined um, a club when I was younger, but didn't it didn't go anywhere really. I'd kind of stopped running when I went to uni, concentrated on my studies there. And then it was, I did I did run regularly like most days but it wasn't anything it was just like five miles here and there it wasn't anything serious I I didn't even know what a session was um, and it wasn't structured at all it wasn't serious and then I my sister um, suggested we entered Snowdonia Marathon um, as a Christmas present to each other which uh, kind of explains how mad we are. Just a cruel present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and me being me, I was like, yeah, why not? I'm up for anything, we'll do it. Um, and then I was kind of just did ba very basic training towards that, just ran after work, um, usually about 10 miles, like most nights, and then did some doing marathon. And then I thought, when I finished that and I won that, I was... I thought, oh, if I actually put some work into this, I could be better. So, yeah, it went from there, really. So um, this was in 2018, you said? Yes, 2018. That was a turning point? Yes, I think it was, yeah. 
because I did that and I, as crazy as it sounds, I actually um, was running that uh, race with uh, another guy that was doing the race and we chatted for most of the marathon, um, which was, <laughs> and I loved every second of it. And we were just uh, chatting for the whole 26 miles, really. Yeah. And then I've won that. And then um, then I started thinking I need to actually put some thought into my training. Um, and then Just to go back slightly, yeah. how old are you, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? Then I'm, I'm 29 now. So you're going back. So it would have been 25, so yeah. So 25, and that, that was the turning point. You were 25. Yeah. Trying to build a picture. Because I think yeah. I'd got used to the my work and things were got used to that workload and then I was able to concentrate on training a bit more and the enjoyment and, and that transcended into taking it more seriously then yes mm, interesting yeah. what about Gary, Gary if, if, we, if we could link in your story yeah no problem with Anna's up and you know could... yeah yeah so quite a lot like Anna really so at school I was I was always first in sports day whether it be 100 metres or whatever it was it wasn't official 100 metres back then it was just <laughs> The straight, <laughs> you're on the straight or the long distance race, which was the one lap of the grass track, uh, which was probably only about 400 meters. So uh, that's where that came from. So enjoyment for it, winning cross country within school and area cross country within school, um, right the way through high school, I was winning all sorts of stuff. Uh, but I didn't run for a club. I wasn't doing any training. Um, my PE teacher at the time was adamant I need to join a club. Um, and at the time we had horses. Uh, I was heavily involved with competing with shows with him. And uh, I was scared to ask my mum if I could go and join a club because I knew what her answer would be. Sure enough, I went home, asked her, I said, oh, sir, at school says, um, I sh- I'm good at running, can I, can I join a club? Uh, didn't end well, um, so she wouldn't let me join a club. So um, I eventually joined a club when I was 18. What was the reason for that, sorry? She, she didn't want you? She, she didn't think I could cope with show jumping at, a, at not a high level, but a decent level, as well as training for running. Um, so yeah. It was just kind of a, a big no-no <laughs> within our family. It was just a kind of black and white side of the horses or the running. Right. And it was kind of suggested that I went towards the horses rather than running, to be honest with you, um, until I was 18. And I was able to drive myself to, to train. So I joined I joined Horwich just to um, a friend, James Kevin, uh, mountain runner for Ireland. He um, he got me involved with Horwich and that's where I... That'd be your lo- would that be your local area? It wasn't as such. So I, I'm from, I was born in Preston. Uh, I grew up in a place called Croston, which is kind of between Preston and Southport. Um, but I went to college with James uh, in Runcher College, so near Leyland. And then he, he, that was his club and he was like, come down and join, join some sessions. So I did and uh, went from there really. Yeah. Interesting. Matthew, bring in... Yeah, so uh, I mean, obviously now you both both now compete for, for Salford. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and uh, well, we, we won't tease you with what the uh, the Liverpool lads uh, say about Salford, but um, <laughs> what, what do they say? What do they say? The rivalry there between the uh, Manchester <laughs> and Liverpool carries on, but um, but obviously yeah, both, both running for Salford, um, and yeah, obviously Salford. Currently, in, a, in, a, in the last couple of years, he's had, had some great successes, especially on the. Yeah. Um, I suppose probably starting on the men's side, and, and now probably leaning more on the on the women's side. Yeah, and the successes are coming through. Um, but sort of, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, how did you? I suppose both go from the two clubs that you were you were both in to that journey into into into. Do you mean to start really? on that one? Yeah, you do. Okay, <laughs> so we actually met at Snowdonia Marathon twenty eighteen when Anna won it. Well, I say met. Uh, I became aware of who she was. Yeah. Uh, I sort of went to the presentation. I was fourth in the men's race, 
um, and I won it obviously in the women's race and I saw, saw the presentation and I was like who is that girl that's just beating I knew there were girls that she beat and I was like who is that that's like I don't know I don't know I don't know anything about her where's she from um, so we started to well I started to message you <laughs> <laughs> she would, would sometimes reply <laughs> not always um, it took me what seven months to meet you yeah I think it was because you kept asking oh do you want to go for a run and then I was always blind, working I was working a lot of weekends and obviously long days at work and then it did I think that was in the October so the marathon was in the October and then we did now go the, the for... male listeners want to know if, if there's a way of cutting this seven month period <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what are the what, what, what could he have done better yeah I think I would like to know that as well to be fair I think I just was busy wasn't I (laughs) being 25 and kind of busy going out and taking a run seriously now well I I wasn't I wasn't I was meaning to take it seriously but then things get in the way don't they especially when you're that age there's so much going on and then in the end uh, we did meet didn't we on the the, in the May was it yeah Yeah, the May May. but to be honest I think it was my housemate that convinced me to go for a run with you because it was my birthday and I'd been out and then he said oh we'll go for a run the next day yeah and I was oh that was the last thing I wanted to do so for guys who want some dating tips out there you've just got to make an excuse you've got a race in that city which is what I did. Yeah, just I did actually have a race in that city. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know the course. I know you've run it before. Is there any chance we could meet up and you could show me some of the course? And he was like, yeah, I, I've been racing in Romania the week before. And we, we went up, didn't we? We yeah. did what, like, was it 11 miles? Yeah, about that, wasn't it? And then we went to Turtle Bay and food, uh, I got yeah. drunk, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it started. So, yeah, so that's how we came into, um, obviously, being together. And then, uh, was it Christmas two or three years Wait, ago. Wait, we did um, the marathon. No, I mean, in terms of joining for Salford. We, for... Yeah, but we did the Liverpool marathon that month. Oh, yeah, we? we did, yeah. We did yeah. The, both did the marathon Some there. Some did better rock than and others. Roll, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was more rolling than rocking, to be honest. <laughs> I, I didn't go well for me. You did well. Yeah, it was, I did, yeah, I think that was my, was that, yeah, that was my second time doing it. Yeah. Um, because I, t- I told you it was flat, but you, yeah, it wasn't you said flat. it wasn't flat. I thought it was flat. After, after Snowdonia, it's flat. Well, it is compared to that, yes. yes it is. Yeah. So uh, we did that, didn't we? we and did. then we spent we a couple more days together and things yeah. like that. And then we actually went to Switzerland together very yeah, about soon six afterwards. Took that was, that's training. a task for relationships <laughs> camping in Switzerland about a month after you meet. Yeah, thanks, Billy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, in terms of joining Salford, uh, I had the idea three Christmas ago. Yeah, it was three Christmas yeah. ago um, to get her to join Salford as a as a Christmas present. Right. So um, that's what I did. Got her to join Salford, and then um, basically the women's team has grown from there, hasn't it? Really. Yeah. They kind of Definitely. built building a bit of core based on what Duncan Mason's putting together in the junior ranks, mm-hmm. and you kind of complemented that, and it's gone from there, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, I think we've got a really strong women's team now. And this is despite you living in Liverpool, is that correct? Yeah, so I made the plunge. I always said I would never ever live in Liverpool. Um, somebody managed to change my mind. Uh, so yeah, we, we live in Liverpool now. Um, I'm, I'm a Lancashire lad myself, but yeah, live in Liverpool these days. Yeah. Oh, we've completely missed out on your Welsh upbringing. Would you like to tell us about that? Whereabouts in Wales? And so I'm from Anglesey. Um, and then obviously stayed there till I went to uni and went to uni when I was 18 in Liverpool and then I've just stayed since then. Right, so <laughs> so sure. I've been in Liverpool 11 years now. Right. Yeah, so 
because I've uh, I did radiography in Liverpool University. Then was on placement, so I was here most of the time. Whereas we didn't get many holidays like normal courses do, so it was very placement heavy. Um, so I just stayed here since then, and yeah. And since the successes of Snowdonia and Manchester, you've gone on to represent your country. Is this correct? Yes. So when I met you, you said if you actually do sessions and things, you. So he was. I hated any kind of structure mm. because I was thinking, oh, I don't want to be forced to do a certain thing in running. Because it was a free spirited approach yeah, in the I was early days. I afraid that I wouldn't like start to not like it if I was kind of. If it was more structured, but you helped me do, you like gave me some sessions to do, didn't you? Yeah, kind of, and very basic. Yeah, like you helped me start doing sessions and things. Yeah. And then. With other um, people or? No, on my own. Right, because okay. I, because of the hours I work, I always run late at night or early, really early in the morning, so I, I can't really train with anyone. Right. Um, and then I, I'm fairly motivated anyway, so I can train by myself quite easily. Um, and then after that, I started doing some more because before I met you, I hadn't done many races at all. I did that marathon, but apart from that, I only did ones in school. And then I entered a few more races, didn't I? When we got together, and then I started thinking, oh, I quite like this. <laughs> so, uh, so kind yeah, of done. Really really yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says she started doing sessions. So, uh, Rubin Valley, twenty nineteen. She literally yeah. did five weeks of. Like thirty second reps, one minute reps. But like reps. once a week. Or and you've gone from like thirty nine minutes, whatever it was for ten k, wasn't yeah. it? Down to like low thirty four. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you could be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So you've got someone there with talent coming, and you your advice is what type of session would you adapt for for at the time? You say thirty second. What was what exactly yeah. was that? So literally just doing short bursts because Anna's Anna's strong. I mean, she when she says she used to do a bit of running, she used to do average like eighty odd mile a week. Whereas before she was doing any yeah. of training, so she got a mileage base, mm-hmm. but she just had no speed in there. <laughs> so I just sort of said, so, you know, maybe we're worth just doing some 30 second and minute reps just to kind of get used to sessions and it seemed to work all right. Yeah. I, I had literally no idea about running. Even though I ran every day, I had no idea. I was just doing it, you know, for fresh air after work, just getting out and clearing but, your head and things like that. So. And, then, and then, so from there, you then obviously, how, how long after that was then that you moved into being coached by... Um, so, yeah, so. Jay, I, um, last, I did a couple of races after that, didn't I? And then kind of built on what I'd already started with you. And then I thought I, I was getting to the point where I needed some kind of extra motivation or someone setting me to you know, regular training every day and so that I was like accountable to it. So then I thought I asked you about your kind of, um, advice on getting a coach and I think it was the best decision I could have done because I was kind of plateauing a bit wasn't I at the time yeah um, especially with short distance races because I, I have never worked on my speed at all and no. obviously the age that I am now it's like kind of now or never um, to work on my speed um, so then I thought oh I'll uh, thought of a couple of coaches and then I thought Straight away, I thought I'd I'd really like to ask him to see if he would be my coach. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to ask him in particular? Just the... because I I know from other people that he's a really good coach and he has a Welsh connection as well, um, and obviously he's really good at shorter distances as well. So it'd be good in that respect. Um, yeah. So... And tell us about that particular training now with James too. 
So um, it's all set on training peaks. So it's set from one week. Uh, so like on a Sunday, you'd get training for that week. Um, so it's based on how other sessions have gone and obviously how you're feeling. So he started coaching me in May last year. Right, yeah. um, so I'd ran in the April, I'd ran Cheshire Elite Marathon. Was it April? Yeah. yeah. And then I'd ran the 2.42 there. And that I'd had, I don't think I'd done many sessions. Not then, really, I? no. Not really. You've definitely not done any marathon sessions. No. And then, uh, but that was basically just running for the sake of running, you know, getting the miles in. And then I thought, right, if I need, if I want to go under, under that, I need to get a coach, get more structured training. So then I ran the two forty in Manchester, a couple of months after coach my coaching started, um, and then I think it, naively I thought as soon as I started having a coach, I would my times would improve loads but obviously now I realise it'll take a couple of months for your body to adapt to it and everything so um, and then I yeah it's definitely and it's the marathon which you you aim to continue yeah yeah I'm definitely enjoying the shorter distances more now that I'm doing sessions and things like that and obviously the relays that we do with the club and stuff I think are so beneficial um but I think it is long distances that I love the most. And your ambitions with the marathon, what what? Well, I got the I ran Manchester this year, two thirty four, and I, that was the qualifying time um, for the Commonwealth Games for Wales. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get selected, but I think in the future, the next ones, I'm, I, I should aim to get selected for that. Wonderful. I think that'll be my goal. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Um, Sorry. Is it Australia? Yeah, Australia. Yeah. Is it Brisbane, is it? Or is that? I don't know. I don't know. Honest, know. <laughs> is it Melbourne? I don't know. Yeah, somebody's telling me Melbourne. I don't again. Don't know. Could be completely wrong. Yeah. It's Australia. There's something yeah, in Brisbane. It's definitely Australia. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's been in Australia a couple of times, haven't it? Oh, loads of yeah. times, yeah. yeah. It was Gold Coast. Yeah. Last time, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've heard through the realms of social media that you were disappointed perhaps even robbed of a place in the Welsh team. Would this be true? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, I went into that Manchester Marathon just hoping for a PB, so to get the qualifying time was a massive shock. I never thought I'd be able to get that time. And, uh, and I heard through the grapevine that a message was sent. I, I, what, tell me about that, Gary. About the Welsh thing? About the Welsh... There was, uh, and, and there was a, uh, John Joe's mixing as well, the Welsh and the GB. Yeah, there's a couple of... It, of Incidents. Incidents, let's call them. Um, Are they now understood? What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah, so I mean, the, the World 50, uh, not World, sorry, European 50K was last weekend. There was a bit of a, a over selection for that, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, whereby they'd, they'd allegedly not taken Anna's details down at the end of the Manchester Marathon, so they didn't, had no recollection of her actually being in a position to be selected. Yeah. Um, and yet those details were clearly passed on to the person. As far as we're aware, yeah. Yeah, but... Anyway. It is what it is. Yeah. You know. Um at the end of the day It's a learning curve. Isn't it's it? a learning like, curve. For next time yeah. Or... At the end of the day, you know Everything the, happens for a reason. It was potentially a spot on the team, they only sent five. Would Anna have made a difference? Probably yes. But yeah. you know, there's plenty of opportunities running yeah. there, Opportunity yeah. and getting faster, so hundred percent. Yeah, fifty K is a long way. Okay. You're not kidding. Very <laughs> <laughs> long way, see. There's time for that. Yeah. And obviously it's like, it freed you up to run in uh, the road relays. Yes. Um, obviously. Which I didn't even know they existed until <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not even about two years ago. Yeah. So I suppose we're jumping around a little bit, but yeah, I suppose again, if we're, if we're 
as John Joe keeps saying, and hearing through the grapevine on social media, but um, you've run... Even though I'm not um, on social media, <laughs> by the way. Four, four, four <laughs> road wins you've run in now, is, is that it three? right? Is four, four? Four, including four. the actual yes. three wins yes. for Salford in those four. Yes. And a second place at the yeah, Nationals. Yeah, two Northern wins and one National and then second National this time. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, I think we're doing really well. I'm so proud of the Salford girls because... I think we've gone from strength to strength and we're getting stronger. Can I give a shout out to any of the, any of the team? Team members. Oh, <laughs> well, the last national one we did was Eleanor Bolton, uh, Helen Smith and... Uh, Sinead. Sinead, yeah. So there's the four of us. And I think we worked really hard because I think the southern teams are really strong as well. Because mm. um, winning the northerns is one thing, but there's always really good southern teams as well. So it's different completely, but... Very proud of it. Can you tell us about that? That is one amazing success story. Can you tell us about the, the special ingredients involved in that particular recipe? Um, I think everyone's... One thing I must say about Salford is everyone's so tough and everyone will give 110% every time. Doesn't what, matter how you're feeling. What makes an athlete or a, a group of athletes tough? I feel like we're all we all want it so much that we're willing to doesn't matter how we're feeling on the day just goes out the window just concentrate on the race just I feel like I didn't have like a grimace before starting <laughs> the relays but I do now <laughs> even comes fair, out in my sessions the last couple of relays I've seen you actually look like you're putting some effort in which yeah. is, is quite rare yeah the film I think, is quite chill looking oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it I think we've surprised a few clubs, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was good, what I would yeah. say from an outside looking in, so I'm, I'm male, not female, but looking at the, the dynamic within the women's team, not just the A team, but talking about the A, a team, B team, C team, even down to the D team and even into juniors, they've got a really good dynamic with all the women. Mm. It seems to be everyone's on the same page, everyone's striving towards the same yeah. goal, and everyone gets on with each other, which is Yeah, I think goal. it brings a team together. And, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And those girls within the team are, are training together... Although you say at times with with your work, yeah, you, I don't train with the never girls. Never at all. No, you can't with, no, the, with the job. Just because of being in Liverpool, for yeah. one thing, and because I usually work long hours some yeah. days, and then it's just working around that, isn't it? And those other girls within that team, I imagine, are training together as well. So that, some of them, yeah, some of them, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, quite a few of that group are, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but even though we don't see each other that often, I feel like when we do come together, it just works well. Teams do yeah. results are showing, so aren't they? I think we we're getting to know each other's strengths now, so it's yeah. Fantastic. But I would like to be on what the first like one time. Okay. Is that is that <laughs> just to see what it's like for the listener? The the first leg is generally held by the fastest runner within the team. Is that correct? Uh, it, well, it's either fastest first or fastest last. Yeah. It's usually, the way it's sort of quite interesting. So obviously, obviously watching the women's team and obviously being on the sidelines recently, I've kind of take a look at the tactics teams take and it's, it's looking just the nationals we've discussed them and there's yeah. different teams taking very different approaches so for example Tunbridge who ended up winning the women's they set off with the, the slowest runner and they kind of phase it through to get faster and faster and faster whereas we were kind of like we were somewhere like, in the middle yeah. we officially on paper our two strongest in the middle but to be honest a lot of the girls before yeah. a similar sort of level so mm. I think there's a tactics at that national level that course level. Is, was very different to the oh yeah northern yeah. one it's so lumpy, it's like it? everyone's strengths come out yeah. different different yeah. relays don't they definitely and the one in red cow is obviously very flat <laughs> yeah very flat so it's yeah yeah back there in the spring yes spring red cow again yeah yeah, yeah. 12 stage 6 stage view 
as in I, I, until a couple of years I was the same I didn't know much about these, these relays yeah. but as you become more and more immersed within it you yeah. realise there's a lot of history oh 100% yeah and what else would you say Gary a lot of history a lot of camaraderie uh, a lot of fierce competition mm. both in regional level and then when you get to obviously the nationals there's, there's old rivalries you're, you're looking as you say back to the history mm. you're looking at what your teams previously achieved who they used to be competing against and thinking right how can we compare against them guys um do you see that this continuing for many, many decades into the future? I hope so. I hope so. I, I, the only thing is, I, I don't think it's it's never going to be something that's on TV. So would it? Why not? And, and could you get it on the TV? Well, exactly. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if there's, if the English national cross isn't on the TV, then you know what's the chance of the national road relays? You know, it, I think that would be great television, at least a start. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Even just a highlights package. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I, I think it'd be the way they how the media. It's the well, same as the media is with like any of athletics. Yeah. It's how it packages it together and presents it, and yeah. I Absolutely. think that's the the biggest challenge with athletics and, and track and field. And I think and the thing that is how it presents itself yeah. on TV. It just doesn't do it well. Uh, yeah. Chicago Marathon last weekend is a, a prime example. I don't yeah. know if you saw any of the I didn't see much of it, to be honest. No, no. Well, uh, no. no, neither did anyone else who tuned in to <laughs> from the sounds of it. It was very much just, um, I think they saw one one glimpse of uh, uh, Molly's, um, no. Um, oh, Emily Sisson. Emily Sisson. Yeah, yeah. Um, as she uh, finished, it broke the American record. Yeah. There was literally one glimpse of it. Yeah. Um, and I think there was one glimpse of um, the top American male runner in it. And yeah. The rest of it was pretty much spent on. Um, the uh, the mass runners oh, right, okay. uh, and the and the local television station right. talking about the weather and things. Oh, we don't want that, do we? Now the Welsh Kipachogi, Kipachogi, Welsh Kipachogi. You know who yeah. you know who he is, don't you? No, <laughs> Matthew, you tell me this. Andrew Davis. Andrew oh Davis. yeah, the living legend. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he. You were telling me about the coverage of that, and I asked Matthew about that. And he had to go yeah. onto YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and he saw it was just fifty k. Tell us, yeah, tell us about the the coverage of that because that was well, yeah. Again, that's another prime example of, of how not to package a, a race really. Is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It. One angle just yeah, over just the, on, yeah. over the finish. It was, well, it was basically as they came through the um, the water station, yeah, tent yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. So you, you basically got to see them grab the, the bottles of yeah. water or food and then run past you the said, camera. Didn't you? <laughs> if, even if they had someone at the other end, yeah, of the they just have another fixed just... camera out on the loop. Because yeah. um, I, I finally found out what the actual loop was like from speaking to people that did it, or people like Callum Rowlandson, whose whose wife Ali was was second. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. on the course and he was doing videos. I thought, oh, this loop actually looks really good. You know, it's through the village and then through a bit of countryside. But as you say, Matt, well, literally all we saw was one corner, <laughs> aid stations, then nothing for a few minutes, and then you see a Slovenian guy who goes to the airfield station and just stop, have a drink. And carry on, and it was that was literally it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. how do you pack his up? So someone go, oh, this is a great sport to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is in the age of drones, where you, you exactly could, you yeah. could, you yeah. could be following these it runners. It could be so much better, oh, couldn't 100%. it? Especially for a European Championship. Yeah, what, yeah. What's it going to take to to change this? C- can we write in to anybody, Matthew? I, don't I think we've got better go <laughs> do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's 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 probably. The, the media institutions Foot. that do it need people who, who know athletics yeah. who compete yeah. in athletics yeah. and can come up with the innovative sort of ideas of 100%. how it's best to show it and things it's, that's basically yeah. like the road relays that you know like I say you could be a great take example a drone and following that as well yeah. Yeah. that'd be great uh, but you just need the stories well the ones presented it the, the pundits behind it you know sort of knowing the stories the rivalries of the clubs yeah. and the history and, and yeah. bring that and then you, you've got yeah. it just as big as you know your Liverpool versus 
Man United sort yeah, of football yeah. games and stuff, rivalries and stuff. How often do you hear so. as well pundits on TV talking about athletics and it's it's like for example Commonwealth where you get Commonwealth is one of those those events whereby across the world obviously you get athletes of very varying standards and they'll get you get the, obviously the professional athletes you get athletes that are part time workers some full time workers yeah. but the knowledge on the the pundit side of things those people that are part time full time or lesser known is almost minimal yeah. whereas they might have an amazing story to share yeah. and might actually build something around the event a little bit and kind of make it a bit more user friendly or viewer friendly yeah. if you like yeah. Like relatable. yeah rather than just knowing about you know the very best guys and yeah. girls and then yeah. sorry we don't know anything about them so we're yeah. not going to tell you anything about them because <laughs> um, we can't be bothered doing the research basically yeah or they get the research wrong and they give you their na- name wrong or the club wrong or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a great example was um, the Great North Run this year. I right. was listening, and the the winner, and it was Paula Paula Radcliffe commentating. You know, yeah. she, she knows a bit about the sport, doesn't she? Yeah, it's great to yeah. get things you know right. Um, and she was going. I think he wanted to. He looked like he was slowing down a bit towards the finish, or like they, they were running what time? And she was like, "Oh, maybe he wants to finish dead on the hour." And you're like. Paula, like what elite runner <laughs> wants to just you know slow down enough to finish so we get to it all round in yeah. time as an hour if he's going to break uh, 60 minutes on the course he wants to break 60 minutes on the course no matter what he's not slowing himself yeah. down he's just you, really got it. you know and I just thought what a, what a mad comment for Paula to have made sort yeah. of what, what I will say is good about some of the uh, punditry and commentary is it the Commonwealth Games when the, when the women's marathon was on um Paula and Steve Cram were kind of calling out the home nations, saying like, "Look, there's only there's only sixteen women, weren't there?" Yeah, yeah. Why have we not yeah, put definitely. more into this? It's yeah. a home event. Yeah. Why are we not making it more of a spectacle? Why are we not utilising full selection policies? I know obviously there's certain loopholes and there's different different bits of criteria people haven't met or whatever. But should we not be put for a home event when it's probably not costing the federation much money? Obviously, by way of travel. But when 13 percent you know. all the way to the Gold Coast, it, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. it becomes a no-brainer. And apply didn't, um, for the American women's team for the marathon, the Commonwealth Games, didn't they have four? America aren't in the Commonwealth. Not Australia. <laughs> yeah, Australia. Australia. Yeah, Australia. Yeah, Australia had four women. Didn't Australia they? had a bigger athletics team at the Commonwealth Games than England did. Yeah. And they come out halfway over the world. I don't know if it's a bigger country, but we are, we're we're yeah. our whole country. And how, how do you? Um, what's the reason for this? You tell me, John Joe, because I'd love to know. <laughs> so these, these bureaucrats who maybe uh, have been in the sport for many years, maybe they've run before, they don't want to see anybody else having success. That's a guess. I don't so. know. I think... I don't know. I, don't, I think they'd have more people watching the Commonwealth Games if they... Yeah. Had, if it was more inclusive. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if you've got... There I is think certain levels be, of inclusion yeah. it, though, because obviously Commonwealth Games is, like I say, you do get a mixture of ability. Obviously, we, yeah, went, we yeah, went to watch too. the Commonwealth Games, didn't we, yeah, on the last day yeah. on the track. And as you saw, there was varying levels of ability across yeah. the different countries. And it mixes, obviously, the para sports into yeah. it as well. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I really yeah. like that. I think that's that's a great way to be inclusive and, and kind of get para sport into wider audience as well. I think yeah. it's really, really yeah. good. It's good to see. Well, you, you know, people like yourself could have just jumped on a train and, and competed within exactly. that and it would have cost absolutely nothing. You'd probably have been more than happy to pay for that yeah, train yeah, ticket yeah, yourself. Yeah, she normally asks me to drive a Genjo, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just, it's just my fuel. It's, uh, <laughs> we rack up the miles on it. Yeah. Matthew, what's the reason? Why, why, why are these decisions being made? Well, you know, I, I can't speak for the, the uh, Come on, politicians. Matthew, put it on the line. Well, well, a lot of it, you know, the, well, the reason why Anna couldn't have, have paid her own way there, and the, or the reason it's always been put forward is because it then 
you know, puts the, the people that wouldn't have enough money to pay their own way there, unable to do it. But obviously, I mean, my mindset, and I'm fairly certain every other athlete's mindset would be if they were selected to run for the, the nation at a Commonwealth Games or Olympics or World Champs, whatever, would they beg... Oh yeah, they yeah. need to make sure they had enough Definitely. money, and I'm fairly Definitely. certain the communities around them, if they oh, didn't yeah. have the money, would would help raise the money so 100%. they could. So I always think that's a a completely rubbish argument, but that's that's pretty much the argument they they, yeah. they put out there. And, the Commonwealth Games is a bit different, that. isn't it? Because apparently, I mean, I don't know 100 percent what it is, but apparently each country has an allocated number of slots across yeah. all the sports, sports yeah. Yeah. and then they have to then basically. Narrow yeah, it down. Narrow it down. Yeah. yeah, so your, yeah. your national federations of Welsh athletics will put you forward for selection, and then the Welsh oh, Commonwealth okay. Board will then go yes, no, no, yes. I think it's based on a ranking system, isn't it, within your sport? I as imagine well, so. Within the Commonwealth. Yeah. I know, I know, I know for England for the for the marathon, it was it was the Tom Craggs had to fight for there to be at least one right, position yeah. for the marathon because they basically weren't going to put anyone in the marathon because they felt there was no male contenders, which wow. always seems mad because. Yeah, the marathon can be for the men's perspective can be running around two ten and yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think there's you know a good enough number of Mind people boggles. are doing it. I so. just keep thinking, wonder what the standards will be next time. Yeah, well, the standard for I mean at least for the world champs and Olympic games have suddenly dropped, dropped down, to, uh, yeah. down again. Two twenty eight for women this time, isn't it? Two twenty eight dead. Is I think it? it is. Yeah. yeah, I would say the women's are still in grasping reach of yeah. the, the caliber yeah. of British women they're out there. I think the men's, the men's one just is crazy. Yeah, just madness it is, is there's what three men that have run that in the last decade I think you're right yeah um, that anyway. one of them is probably retiring pretty soon yeah, <laughs> he's not retired yeah. already yeah true uh, and the other two haven't run that yet for the last two years or so with injuries so hopefully we see them back and stuff yeah. but uh, even so that, that's that's two runners uh, actually so you know, there's only under the standard there's actually only two runners because yeah. Dewey hasn't been ran 20950. 209, yeah, yeah. 209.50, didn't he? And his stand is 209.40. Yeah. So he's, he's actually outside it. So yeah, there's, uh, there's only Callum though. It's Jake Smith, you got to watch out for. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be the uh, next marathon star. Definitely. Yeah. Talking about marathon star, you, you're yeah. a bit of a star yourself, Gary. Two, <laughs> two, two hours, don't be laughing. Two hours, <laughs> two hours 23 in Seville, PB. Yeah. That's, I think that's quite a time. And, and, and during that particular period, I think you're coming back from injury now at the moment. Yeah, yeah, well, what, yeah. Tell us about the, the success of that and, and your training and how you. you, you yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, yeah, so I, I basically did uh, Seville Marathon in February. Um, basically, trained from the end of November for it. Uh, never had any success really with marathons before, having done Snowdon in his fourth, which was alright, um, and Liverpool, which was an absolute disaster. Um, so I, don't, I didn't really have high hopes going into Seville. I just thought anything under 225 would be would be okay. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Secretly always want something quicker. So I thought, I need, you know, if I, if I could get closer to 220, great, but I'm not putting pressure on. What are you averaging per mile at for 223? I think it was 5.20. Seven ish, something like that, somewhere around that region. Good going, good yeah, going. it yeah. seems so long in the distance now, I don't even remember. But um, I ran a lot of the race with Jess Piasecki, um, who went, I think she went number two on the UK all time list. Um, so thanks to her and Stuart Spencer, who was pacing her, I sat in their group until about 30k, uh, where she slowly moved away from me. Oh, <laughs> she was, such was her pace, but um, yeah, you know, she was amazing on the day. What time did she finish in? Two, I think it was like 2.22.30, somewhere on that region. Yeah, so two. second fastest UK ever. Um, she was an absolute animal that day. Right, yeah. um, there was one point in the race, quite a funny story actually. She was was pacing, and we literally went through halfway. Uh, Seventy thirty five went through halfway, and um, 
Stuart was pacing and just disappeared. And I was right alongside Jess and I think, Christ, where's yeah, yeah. Stuart gone? Yeah. I said, don't worry, Jess, I'll help you out. So I, I, I started basically being a pacer for a little bit. I'm like, where the hell's Stuart gone? I, thought, I must have dropped out. About 10 minutes later, Stuart comes running back up. Oh, he's back. Oh, brilliant, that's fine. We can settle in again. I said yeah. to him, I said, where did you go? I said, Stopped to go to the toilet, and I was like, oh, what, for a week? No, not a week. <laughs> right, <laughs> he stopped yeah, behind yeah. his skip, dropped his shorts, and away he went. Oh, God, yeah. And then to catch us up after that, because like I say, Jess was flying. Um, he lost it was him. some achievement. He, he must have him. dropped like a, a yeah. 440 mile or something yeah. to get back to us, especially when you're that far into race. Yeah, it was impressive. And would he continue to the very end? He did, yeah. I think he he's still around 230 something. Yeah. And what would his best be for he's the He's from 218, I think. So he, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's doing, uh, he's doing Valencia and Seville coming up, I think. Because he did the, the World 50K this last weekend as well. So, yeah, very strong runner. So this 2.23, which you achieved, tell us about your training from November leading up to that, if you will. Yeah. It's mileage a, uh, yeah. And, and sessions. Yeah, I've never been a massive mileage guy, to be honest. Um, I always used to average like 50, 60 miles a week um, at the most. Is that is that because of... Um, time or, or just didn't suit you for injuries or a bit of everything so a bit bit of time bit of i picked up injuries in the past was nervous about doing mileage higher mileage also you know for, until i got with um, is that because you tried higher mileage no um i was also an element of laziness in there as well oh man's up I, I had some success at an early age and i thought you know i don't need to do a lot more i'll, I'll actually progress i was wrong um, until I got with my coach Billy Billy Burns who who's helped me since about 2017 he gave me a lot more structure in terms of and slowly built up my mileage so going into Seville I'd probably averaged 60-70 miles in the build up and then uh, all the way through the build up I was mainly in the 80s um, pretty much all the way through I probably only topped out at about 87-88 miles a week um, a lot of the running though a lot of it was kind of running longer runs 15-18 miles at a sort of sub 6 pace so I would, I would churn out that quite easily, quite comfortably. And then we'd slowly move up. So we started like sort of 12 miles, 15 miles, 18 miles. I think the last one I did was 22 and it was kind of phased up until like for six minute mile and then down to 5.45. So quite a comfortable pace, but a, a, a strong effort at the same time, if you know what I'm saying. And um, that gave me confidence that I could I could hold, hold that, you know, a decent marathon pace. But I would do that, I think it was two to three times a week I was doing runs like that, yeah. yeah. Interesting. What, 15, 18 miles twice a week? Yeah, sub pretty six, much. Sub six pace. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. All um, the way through that training block or December? It, it would just step up a little bit as we went through. Um, we did some faster stuff as well. So we'd do like maybe like 25 times a minute um, within a longer run as well. So there's a little bit of faster stuff. Not like eyeballs out, but strong, strong yeah. pace. For me anyway. Yeah, amazing. Fantastic. Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I know obviously you know you're international best at, at, on the mountain side. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll swing back to, to Anna in, in a second, but um, but yeah, obviously um, I know you're like heading out to Switzerland and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. Um, does Billy live, Billy live out there? He does. Yeah, yeah, lives so, above Sion, yeah. Training, yeah. Um, Billy Burns. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about sort of obviously your, your success on the on the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And and sort of you know is the is the plans to, to head back on the mountain side of things? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Do you want to take that marathon time? Yeah, I, I, I like the mixture. So yeah. I've always been a runner that like, I hate track. Um, I used to think as a kid when I did a few track races that I would, I'd like track. I don't like track. What um, don't you like about it? It's boring. 
monotonous. Very monotonous. Does seem a bit when, when you when you come from a mountain running, uh, we, we soon as you do a few mountain races, and you and you realize in this country and abroad, you're not that you're taking the views when you're running, but you, you do kind of get a feel for the environment that you're that's around you. Whereas on the track, it's just kind of a bit mind numbing going round and round in like an oval, not an oval, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, the plan is to go back to, to mountain run again. Um, before I got the injury, the plan was to do Zermatt Marathon. Um, and then a summer on the on the mountains in this country, and then potentially tell us about the Zermak Marathon. I've never done it yet, but um, I want to do it. I think Billy's won it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, what time would you would you be looking for to win that? I think it's probably I think it's still sub three hours. I think or just right. over three hours somewhere on that. This region. is this is steep yeah. gradient. Well, a lot of it. So a lot of it is quite rolling. As far as I understand it, it's rolling countryside and then it finishes all uphill. So I think the last, I think it's the last, what is it, 10 miles from that uphill, I think it is? Yeah, I think it's Somewhere around that region. Yeah. So almost half of half of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit like Jungfrau. Jungfrau Marathon's the same. A lot of that is on the road initially and then all of a sudden they just go up and up and up and up. I know we've talked about Andy Davis. That's oh, when yeah. he's done well in before. I think he's been second in that, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's... Um, yeah, definitely plan to go back to the mountains. Um, what, sorry, what mountains is the, the, the Young Jungfrau Marathon? Jungfrau Marathon, yeah, that's uh, September, just September time. It, yeah. yeah. What where is that? Sorry, that's that's in Switzerland as well. Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of big big green mountain races. Some of the world's biggest mountain races are in Switzerland. So yeah. like yeah. and L, um, Tion and um, and that doesn't necessarily accommodate anything. That's what you want to do. That's your yeah, first that's, and priority. Oh yeah, I love the. Although mountain. you could bring that would that work in, into your cross country as well? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it would I, give you the strength and endurance. Yeah. I mean, I've, when I've been to altitude, and not normally if I go go to Switzerland where Billy lives, I'll usually go for two to two and a half weeks. And funnily enough, I'll do a season on the mountains, and I'm coming to the the road running, and typically that improves my my road running. You know, whether it's from obviously yeah. from the altitude side things or. Just um, strength, yes, yeah, pure strength. But um, is Billy connected to your club? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I believe he's run for Salford. Yeah. He's a um, former Commonwealth Games marathon runner and world medalist on the mountains. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, he's very good, very good runner. Um, still strong now. If I was to go go now and if I was one hundred percent fit, go and do a pull session with him, I guarantee you, even at the age of what fifty two now, yeah. um, he'd still batter me on the uphill. Really? He's an absolute <laughs> animal. Uphill. Yeah. And cl- on the bike. And on the bike. Yeah, I know. He, like, he does like to take me out of the bike and give me a good beasting and make me feel very inferior, which I am in compared to. There's certain marathons which I, I've, I've thought about through reading, like the Ghost Run and whatnot. The Comrades. Oh, yeah. Africa. Is, yeah, that yeah. Some, is that something that interests Marathon that's not a marathon. <laughs> it's not what, it, what is it? It's, it's about ultra, 15. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's longer. And they change which way around they do the yeah, courses. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. 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 I don't think I could do that. 54 miles? I think it is. Like, yeah. yeah, I believe it's very good prize money. Um, Steve Way was once, was he third in it, fourth in it, something like that? And he, he came away with a good good paycheck, and he, he was a Commonwealth Games marathon runner as well. But you, you see yourself stepping up to something like <laughs> no. that? No, <laughs> off road maybe. I, I mean, I'd love to eventually one day, uh, something like the UTMB, when I'm a bit older and a bit slower. Though this injury is making you, me feel you, older you, and slower. UTMB. Yeah. It's the Ultra Trail Ultra de Mont Blanc, so it's oh, uh, yeah. basically hundred, just hundred, I think it's about hundred seventy kilometers, and it's a loop that goes from uh, Chamonix in France into Italy into Switzerland and then back into France oh, yeah. uh, it was last, last month wasn't it yeah it's it's only around my birthday so yeah. early 170 kilometres 170 kilometres and yet you yeah. won't do the comrades which is I think <laughs> I, th- I don't think you said no I couldn't do it it's just that I, I'd be more motivated to do it off, off road um, although it is a mad race mad yeah. mad race and and when are you planning this particular <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 34 now so maybe when I'm 40 I don't know right yeah, yeah. possibly yeah. I always said I run my first marathon when I turned 30 which I actually did 
Um, so maybe maybe I've I've just signed a verbal contract with myself there. Forty years old. Watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> Le Mont Blanc. What's it called again? Ultra Trail. Le Mont Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to Anna, we must have more questions because I can see over here, Matthew. We've been preparing this show for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like. Manchester last year, October, was a, was a, a great success, um, it, was a, it was a great day I and mean, I, I enjoyed it very much myself, but um, obviously for yourself, um, that win there, the, the, the crowd, the atmosphere there, was, a, was that sort of your, your, your first big city marathon, because obviously Snowdonia's... Yeah, so I'd that, done so. Liverpool twice, no. and then um, I'd done, I think it was, I've been third and second... At Liverpool Marathons, and then I've I did Manchester in twenty nineteen okay. and ran two fifty two, yeah. um and then I did Manchester last year and obviously that was a quite a bit of time off that, um so yeah I didn't expect to run to quite two forty missed the yeah two forty there so that yeah that was an expect amazing experience yeah 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 and then obviously that then sent through to. Obviously, that two thirty four, um, yes, twenty time uh, yeah. in Manchester of this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, you did. Um, was Grunslow half before? Yes, it was half in, the, in March. Yes, so that was in the build. Um, so that's so still my TV for half marathon. Yeah. yeah, so that was amazing as well. Um, but I think I I am kind of enjoying the half marathon distance yeah. a bit more now than the marathon. Just recently, I think, because you can attack the half marathon a bit more. I think the training's probably yeah. slightly more enjoyable as well. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's as... Especially over winter and things like that. Yeah. Um, Gary's nodding in agreement there. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you. I think my, my favourite distance, I think on-road or off-road, is half marathon. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't take you out for as long afterwards either. So you yeah. can yeah. kind of... I think it's just less glory, isn't it? That's the only thing. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Depends on what you do. However, right? you could probably win more if you're really good. You can win more prize money within a season yeah. doing yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. Put classic cases, Paul Martelletti. I remember yeah. the days where he literally would do half marathon after half marathon after half marathon, and he'd win the whole thing. You think, Christ, what's he? What's he clocked up in prize money this yeah. last year? Boy, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, mm. And obviously, you were you were initially you were planned to do. London. Yes, um, I was. You had a chest infection, or was it? Well, I started feeling a bit off in July. I'd done a five k, the mystery five k, and then I'd got a decent time there. And then I'd just from that race onwards, I kind of felt a bit like a tight chest almost. But which is, I've never had chest infections or anything from what I can remember. Like even as a kid, I'd never had suffered with a chest infection. But then I've. Was kind of feeling tired a lot. I, d- I thought it was off the back of training. Obviously, you put it down yeah. for that to that, and so it was negative COVID, loads of COVID tests and like all negative. So I didn't know what it was, and then it went on for a couple of weeks, and then obviously I work nights and things. So you kind of put it down to that as well. Am I just tired? Um, and then I just thought I'll just have a week off and then just run easy, see how I feel. And gradually, I did feel better. It just took a long time. I still don't really know what it was, um, but I am getting back to it now, and I do feel so much better. And obviously, with the relays, just starting off with the shorter distances, and mm-hmm. then I've entered Seville Marathon for next year after seeing both of you doing it mm-hmm. and running amazing there. Um, so I think I need a big kind of European marathon now to get a bit quicker. Um, so I need to get into a good kind of. So you can have California field. in December and do it downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Possibly. <laughs> we don't um, want to be claiming no downhill times like a certain YouTuber, though, do we? <laughs> <laughs> we just need uh, an excuse to go away and do a race there, don't we? In, in, in particular, on this particular, the chest, the, 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 the sore, sore throat, I've never believed in, in taking anything, really, but I have, yeah. I have been taking a multivitamin. And, um, yes, it's over there, Matthew. Uh, keep away from them. The, uh, and, it, and I don't seem to get the... Because uh, in previous years, you know, of training, winter and whatnot, I'd be coughing and spluttering. I just had this constant thing that I couldn't get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. And I put it down to... I was always in this sort of living on the edge, on the red zone, yeah. and I couldn't just... But now with this this multivitamin, which I won't, certainly won't be advertising the brand. <laughs> but... Do you take both of you? The question to both of you: Do you take any supplements or anything like that? Or what? What? And tell us about your diet as well. Is it? You know, tell us about that, please. I think our diet's pretty good. Yeah, it's, not bad. it's better than Nathan Jones's anyway. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> who's isn't? Nathan has powdered veg or did with, with Vimto <laughs> to wash it down. So, I mean, in terms of supplements, I, I only take like um, a multivitamin, yeah. which is Centrum Performance, and yeah. you, you do the same. Yeah. Um, that for me stems from an initial uh, iron deficiency years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on a, officially on medication for it for a while. You suffered. Yeah, I've suffered a lot with anemia in the past, um, but I've had, like, I do have regular blood tests now just to keep on top of it. But I, because I, I've had it a few times when I was young, obviously, when you're teenage years and like a early 20s I know exactly the signs to look out for now and you kind of know do you know when you're feeling the symptoms of it but yeah I think we keep on top of it quite yeah, well yeah I mean like in terms of cooking now there is a oh gosh, a Michelin so, star chef yeah, aren't we it's the last thing I want to do after <laughs> working and then a run it's not we basically we? have something basic Quick, but always with yeah. veg don't we yeah we, like, we have a lot of fish chicken yeah um unfortunately for those out there we're not we're not a fan of vegan food no really no. I'm, allowed to, I'm allowed to cook up a tomahawk steak on Friday. Oh, yeah. My, uh, outdoor, Very nice. My outdoor oven, so, uh, Do you like a bit of steak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big fan of steak. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we would just you, have everything moderation, don't we? Yeah, definitely. I think you've got, obviously got to eat pretty healthily in order to perform well in running. Yeah. But, but it's a bit of a, a bit of everything. We're not afraid to drink, just put it that way as well, well, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, it sometimes helps your mind. Not that I'm an advocate to <laughs> drink it and run it all the time. But I think sometimes you can hit uh, a before race as well. Yeah, sometimes just chill you down a little bit. Um, yeah. Matthew's also. I, I don't particularly <laughs> think that would be a good idea. You know, having a, a drink before a race. But Matthew is, is three to one here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're outnumbered, John. Don't and yeah. you're you're Irish. You should be. Uh, <laughs> you I should have, be. Uh, I'll have a whiskey. All in, all in favour. <laughs> have a whiskey, but that doesn't count, does it? <laughs> <laughs> especially when you've done well in a race you've got to oh yeah 100% oh afterwards yeah especially yeah. if you're doing race abroad yeah yeah definitely I've been to many, they don't even measure the I've been to many a race where uh, yeah there's a there's a big after party yeah so going back to amb- I, w- I want to hone in on those ambitions going ahead for you Anna in particular um, you know what, what could you imagine you know if, if you continue on this programme could you beat the lot of them <laughs> and why not I think I just I need to I think I'm capable of a faster marathon definitely I feel like I need just a bit more consistency a bit more sessions um, 
I I need to practice nutrition, you know, but the basics. But yeah. I need to. What she means by nutrition is uh, fuel it on the course. Yeah. 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 Taking these these gels. In, yeah. I suppose it's difficult if you're trained on your own to, to practice it. This yeah. is this is the first London block for me was the first time I had someone with me and I could practice. Yeah, yeah. it makes a difference. Yeah. And, and I told her what to do when I was training for Seville. Like we'd obviously live across from Sefton Park, and obviously as you know, it's like a big loop. Yeah. Two points of miles round. Really? I was parking my car up on the side and the car uh, of where yeah. you can park your car. I was putting little bottles of mortar yeah. on the top and grab one at each point. Yeah. So I said, I'm, I'll happily park my car out there so you can practice yeah. grabbing it there. It takes a bit of doing though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you weren't there. You were still there. You were present, passing the bottles. No, right? no, 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 I no, just get no, no, so I was training myself for, for Seville. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I literally park my car on the side and I'll run past. I put the bottles all on the roof. So you didn't worry that they'd get robbed. I mean, it's always a worry in Liverpool, isn't it? <laughs> you never know. You never know. Just do it early. Not in Lancashire, where I'm from. Not in Lancashire. Yeah, that yeah. needs to be fine as well. So you went round one lap, and there was there was 20 bottles on the roof. Yeah, they were all there. Yeah, I was surprised. And they were still there. Yeah, I was surprised. Oh, I just can't believe this. <laughs> anyway. We are lucky to be able to train around Sefton as well, because it is yeah. a good place. It's a beautiful Although, place to be first yeah. and listener, and, and you've got Lark, Lark, Lark yeah. Lane full of restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Rock and roll yeah. marathon, not make you that bored of it that you never wanted to go back. Oh, well, like that's how I felt after rock and roll. Well, no, I wasn't a big fan of the rock and roll route, to be honest. <laughs> the rock and roll route. Tell me about that, people, because I have no idea. Come on. Right. Well, is it just go <laughs> around? All three of us have done this. So John Joe's missing out. It's gone though. Now, it's isn't gone it? now. Yeah. 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 Good riddance. But there you go. <laughs> if they ever come um, back another route, hopefully. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not got the best reputation. Um, and why not? Sorry, go on. Uh, well, it's. I know mean, you've experienced this as well, Matt. So yeah, yeah. Uh, when I did it, the we got about two miles in and it's about to go through an underpass and the lead bike turned around to us and went, right lads, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and we looked, all looked at each other in disbelief. And we was like, really? Did I beat that? Because mine was a mile in. Was <laughs> it? <laughs> mine why was, was that not surprising? Mine was, mine was why we were going past the Lima building. They oh, sort of, right. They, the motorbikes just yeah. stopped and they went, I don't know where we're going and oh, the guy on the lead yeah. bike he, he sort of said well I was told to follow you yeah. but he, he knew me as a um, uh, for Mercy Try and stuff and he uh, he said he said, he said, said, Matt just follow me we'll just keep moving let's not stop and so we, we just kept going forward yeah. and waited for the motorbikes to then really like, find out where they were going and they went back on the course yeah, and we looped ourselves back bad. onto it and your, so, your hero off. was Ian Lawton's brother no not his brother it, no 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 not his Ian brother. Roberts Ian Roberts who works with Prime Time sorry, sorry yeah. uh, um, he came to your rescue yeah. He was he was on the he was on the bike, mm. but he was he was he was told to follow the motorbikes because they were told <laughs> that the motorbikes meant to know where they were going. Yeah, so with the one I did, so yeah, we I said, well, oh, there's a sign there. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going that way. Yeah. So yeah, right then, follow me. And then so it goes up around Everton or Goodison and Anfield and stuff, and then you head back towards the city. And I was with um, Ben Russell who runs for Liverpool, and this guy, what's his name now? The guy from. Down south at the pace in the Olympic trials at Kew Gardens. Oh, God. Southerner. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, but anyway, he, he made a break and, and, and gone off. And as we're heading back towards the city, me and me and Ben are together. And we, we're turning right and we can just see this other guy in the distance with the lead bikes <laughs> going straight on. And we're like, okay, what's going on here? It wasn't until we got into Sefton, about 14, 15 miles in, yeah. that we realised that we were actually leading first and second. We thought we were second and third. But he came, the leader came back past me in the middle of the It was really confusing. 
Um, so yeah, that was twice for the Tipper's Rock. Like I say, you've had your experience as well. Yeah, well, so. we got lost in Princess Park as well, nearly. But the uh, right, Mark okay. was a marshal on a bike that then uh, was the head marshal for yeah. there, and she ended up catching us up. And so there's probably no reason why the race is gone. <laughs> yeah. I would say. Last thing you want, you put all that hard work in, yeah. and they're sending you. The, and the lead back doesn't know where they're going. He doesn't know. Well, where it's not only that; it's it's the fact that when you get to Sefton Park, which is why I brought it up, was that the fact that. You, you spend pretty much the rest of the marathon yeah. round seven. Yeah, you do. Endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. After, after doing about 15 loops of Goodison as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to ask a nosy question about your occupations yeah. in re, 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 relation to your, your training because Anna's already pointed out that she struggles training with the, the other girls because of, of your career or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you ever consider whatever it is that you do because you're going to tell us now. Uh, changing um, your daily work into something that would be maybe even more suitable to, towards your your own, yeah. Mm. Um, I think I don't know. It's hard because I think you need a bit of balance. If I just ran every day, just and that's all I did, I would be very bored. And you need if you're injured, you need a, another distraction, and it keeps your mind busy as well as obviously. And it's a good running is a good way to switch off at the end of the day, isn't it? So for me, I think a balance works i definitely struggle more in the winter um as everyone does but when you have to get effort like i sometimes i run at like half past five in the morning which is obviously normal for a lot of people that have to work like work full time and run but it's just a bit more difficult isn't it in the winter running later sometimes run about nine o'clock at night and but it's i think it makes you tougher in the long run what is the job though tell us about the job so i work as a radiographer so, uh, so are you on your feet all day? Or? Yes, yeah, all so day. That's, so that's something to consider. So yeah, it could, so, could be a yeah. sack, so, you know. And it, at, that first, when I, obviously, we do obviously placement from the first year we do at uni, so we're, we get used to it. Um, but it did take a while for me to adapt to feeling as tired as that, you know, after mm-hmm. to run afterwards. But I think I've adapted pretty well to it now. And yeah, I, th- I think it suits me having a job that I'm always busy and always on the move. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm a customer service manager. Um, so I work for a company that does uh, swimming lessons and gymnastic lessons. Um, so the company I work for is called Sporting House. Um, we look after four, diff- four different brands, or five different brands within that company. Um, I, my, my boss is based in directors of Olympic athletes. Um, so Steve Parry. Uh, Becky Adlington, um, Adrian Adrian Turner, and Beth Tweddle. So they're my, my directors at work. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, amazing. Very busy, very very busy. But yeah, it's great to work with. The, I would see the Olympians pretty much every day, so it's pretty inspirational for me to be honest. Yeah. It's a sedentary job, or you move yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I I spend quite a lot of the day I'm on my feet. I have a desk where I spend half a day sat down and half a day stood up really. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, I've been out of job since May. So while I've been in through this injury period, and um, it's been good to get my teeth stuck into that while I've. Well, I've been on the sidelines, really. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm. I, fi- I find the 6-2 shift most beneficial, you know. Yeah, done a work, few of them in the past. In the morning, get the job done, then you've got yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, I've, done, I've, been, I've done lots of different you know, t- types of work, mm-hmm. nights and things. I don't think nights are very good, personally, for yeah. me anyway. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's interesting, that dynamic between the work and the and the and the and the sport which yeah sometimes, sometimes gives t- you more energy doesn't it yeah kind of, you'd fe- you feel yeah. really tired after work but then once you've ironically once you've done your run you've got even more energy definitely so. yeah definitely but then we've discussed all of this before and we, we've thought well the profession what do they do they just 
They just do a run in the morning, then they yeah. just lie down all day and I sleep, do, and then yeah, run again. I do wish so I had that, more time to recover because I'm always active and always on my feet. So it would be nice to have extra time to recover and more sleep more than anything. I think. Yeah. And then I just want to throw one one last question there for you because obviously on this topic of because of work and things like you have to do both you know both of you a, bit, a lot of training on your on your own and things like yeah. that yeah. Um, something that, that I have to deal with as well. Yeah. When it comes then to racing and the choice of racing sort of on your own or in the pack how, how do you do you manage that because I know running in the pack is something I very much struggle <laughs> with and uh, having done it in London for yeah. at least 13 miles found that I absolutely hated it as well yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just wondered your thoughts on, on that go on you go first I said this to you the other day didn't I it kind of when you're running in a pack and not used to it and you kind of start slipping back it make it panics me a little bit because it makes me think i'm struggling or i'm it kind of it's just unfamiliar isn't it, it yeah. like it makes me more paranoid i've got your question on the back of that then so you know when you've been paced at manchester yeah. by elena bolton and dan cashy yeah and halfway you're with the group weren't you yes and you, you slowly dropped off a bit do you think then that you may be in your head panics a little bit and then maybe cause a bit of extra fatigue for that bit of, bit of yeah, emotional being energy anxious, being used yeah. yeah I think so yeah that was a massive help to halfway definitely but yeah and then I suppose by training on my own I was able to finish it because maybe if I wasn't used to that I yeah. would have stopped I don't know Yeah, it's hard to say isn't it for me I, I'm comfortable either really I mean if I think I judge how, how I'm going to race the race based on the race if you know yeah. what I mean so if it's like uh, a local 10k half marathon fell race mountain race whatever it may be you know you have an idea of where you're going to be in the race and I'm quite comfortable running at the front and I quite like running at the front and kind of pushing pace on or trying to stretch someone um, whereas if I'm in a race like for example Seville yeah. I, my best option was to sit in and it, and it worked well so I think I'm quite comfortable with either really yeah. but um, depends I, I can, yeah it depends on your goal I think for the yeah. race if, if your goal is to run even splits it can sometimes help run a group but sometimes it can't help as well yeah. sometimes, I know in Seville at the start I said right at the start I jumped in behind a group of guys and straight away they started taking each other on and it became a race from within like 800 metres in and I thought oh this isn't right I shouldn't be in this group and I sat off and that's how I ended up in Jesse's group so I think yeah I can see why you might struggle yeah, running in a group because yeah. sometimes you get in a good group yeah. And that's how I got my half marathon time, just sitting in a, in a strong group. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it could I, work I, I find myself sitting there as, the, as an extra pacemaker, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't sit in the group at all. <laughs> I had to run side by side. Should <laughs> invoice them for your paycheck? <laughs> well, it's been marvellous. An absolute joy to have you both on the show. We, we've learned a great deal, and I'm sure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank well. you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.